I never saw you leave And it was late at night I could be wrong But I know that you have never been right Someone said you vanished But he was cooked I'm sure there was some details that he Welcome in, welcome back It is the so first draft interview We have lined up for the 2024 year uh, We got a special one Nick Weeb Saskatchewan Husky, absolute monster, and probably what Connor top top CFL linebacker from a U Sports school this year. Easy money. Oh, without without question, without question. Ooh. Appreciate you joining us. Appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your day to join us. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you guys having me, man. This is like even just like the little preamble we just had. This is amazing. This is unbelievable. <laughs> you can always tell Connor and I have done these, I guess this is what year four of doing this Connor. Yeah. yeah and we've yeah. had draft interviews where like we, we jump on and we talk for about five minutes or so before we hit record. And like the guy's just like stone faced, giving us really? nothing. And we're sitting here <laughs> like, times, yeah. Oh, we've texted each other and been like, Oh, oh. shit. How are we going to get through this? Like this guy's not going to, we yeah. had an interview. I think it was one of our first years. And the guy, like we asked him something. He's like, uh, just lots of thanks to my coach and I'm and looking like, forward to it. And like, you know, just no answers, nothing. And we would just be like, crazy. okay. Like probably the nicest guy in the world. We had heard from like a couple of this guy's teammates too, that he was just like the nicest dude you'd ever meet. But I guess, uh, you just know, didn't want to say Amazon anything possible on, to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've, heard of the, I've heard of the dudes going into like their interviews and stuff like that with like scripts and stuff like that too. Like I've mm -hmm. heard of a bunch of guys who do that just like nuts. Yeah, no. I we, guess uh, it's a good place. Like, uh, let it loose, like you know, like what I'm saying. Like it's like kind of nuts. I, I guess that, that's like a good, good jumping off point for us, though. Like, what is the process like for yourself? Like, are you are you trying to keep it loose? Yeah, like kind of. Like I've I've actually been really blessed. Um, my family, my girlfriend, have been super like just like super involved in the rehab process, kind of keeping me like in good spirits, uh, like keeping me positive and not kind of like get in that like bad trajectory where you kind of like just get into a dark place and like. It, it, it hurts your like it hurts your progress physically as well if you kind of get in that mental state so i've been super lucky uh with my parents my family my girlfriend kind of like keeping me out of that um so like yeah it, i've been super positive through the first like i'm on week six now of rehab too so i've been super positive it's been really good uh, i haven't really hit a wall or a plateau or like anything like that just because of like the kind of mindset i've been in and uh yeah going on the draft i'm kind of keeping it the same way just kind of keep it loose be myself kind of deal so that's kind of the idea has there been like any special changes in kind of mental prep or mental practices, I guess, for you to, aside from having external forces, but kind of keep that positive mentality? Um, not, not hor like not crazy. Uh, I got uh surgery right after final season. So I got to go home for like four weeks, basically like right after surgery, um, which was awesome just cause I got to be around my family. Like my mom kind of got to take care of me a little bit. I got to like sit on the couch and like not really do much for like four weeks and just kind of like keep my knee pretty quiet, just like kind of like uh, get the swelling down. Like that's kind of like the goal of like the first like like four weeks after surgery, three weeks, just kind of keep your knee quiet. And I got to like sit around basically. My mom cooked me meals and did my laundry. It was like a pretty good little deal, honestly. It was hard to be in a bad spot. It was hard to be bad like mentally at that point. Um, so no, I haven't really changed too much. Uh, I just like I have a really great support system that has kind of kept me up through the whole time um so like that's been awesome it's been super helpful uh i couldn't thank those people enough because they're kind of the proponent behind me like kind of getting better as fast as i am and and going into the draft so confident
And just kind of talking on the physical side, I know you've mentioned briefly, you're really working with the Husky strength coach. Um, kind of talk about your team and how they've been able to prop you up and keep you going through this starting stage. It's been awesome. Uh, I actually, I still go to the team lifts. I go to all the team stuff still uh, just to be around the guys. Uh, it's, it's really good mentally for me to just kind of like have that camaraderie around me still. Um, even if I'm not doing the same program and like runs as they are right now. Um, but it's been like my, like the guys I, I'm going to uh, the rehab guy, like uh, one of our, one of our old teammates, his dad's is like one of the best rehab guys in like Saskatchewan. So I'm going to him and I'm working with our surgeon a lot still too. And, and so it's kind of like, I have like a pretty like tight knit kind of squad that kind of works together and just like make sure my knees and going in the right direction. Um, so yeah, like honestly being around the team and, and having like all those people kind of supporting me uh, like kind of in the, in, in the back office kind of thing has been super helpful. Like it's, it's, I have the most ideal situation possible right now, actually, honestly. And okay, last uh, last knee related stuff because I know we we got to start moving on. Connor probably has one more toughest movement so far for you, or like toughest exercise that you've had to do that you've been like, "Come on, man!" Ooh, um, I'm doing these uh, these quad isometric holds. Basically, you just like sit on a chair. And you get one of those like uh, those padded attachments you put on like a weight, like a like mm -hmm. a rack. And you basically just press your like you sit on it, like you sit on it with your knee with 90 degree at 90 degrees. And you just press your ankle as hard, like pretty much at like 80 percent, like 80 percent force into this pad for 10 seconds. And then you take 20 seconds off and you do it for another 10 seconds. You do like 10 times. And by the end of it, like your patellar because I was a <laughs> patellar graph kind of guy. I was a patellar graph guy. And by the end of it, like your patellar is like screaming, your leg, like your quad is shaking. It's like it's and you have to do it like three times a day, too, which is like the craziest part about it. But it's like the hardest, but like it's almost the most rewarding because like honestly, after you sit around for like four weeks and just like do nothing, you almost like start to like crave like physical exhaustion a little bit. Like it's kind of like a like being an athlete. So like used to being like tired, like mm -hmm. a lot. Like you start to crave like a like a soreness in your muscles on on almost and like a physical exhaustion in your lungs and stuff like that. Um, so it was on. It's like honestly, it just feels good to get back into it. Honestly, it's hard, but like it feels awesome. Before uh, before Wade could even finish that question, I was curious as to where you got your graft from because I know when I got my ankle done both times, it was the graft of the hamstring and anything to do with like yeah. where they were grafting that muscle from. That's like the worst part, best and worst part of the recovery. Cause those are always going to be, uh, I found anyways, the hardest exercises to do, but I do want to stay on the topic of the Saskatchewan Huskies and this team, um, you know, Wade and I've been following Ken West for, for quite some time now. We know mm -hmm. that this is a special group. Flory is a special head coach, but for any of our listeners out there that don't really know your story, it is, a, it's a really interesting one. IMG down in the U.S. to Oregon, back up to Canada to play for the Saskatchewan Huskies. But you're an Alberta boy yourself. So how did you land in Saskatchewan when you had, you know, the Golden Bears, the Dinos right there in your own backyard? Uh, it was actually, a, it, it essentially came down to, um, it came down to UFC and uh, U of S uh, at the end of it. I, I entered the portal, um, didn't really look at any U.S. options because uh, I knew I wanted to come home. My dad actually got really sick. Uh, so I wanted to be closer to the family, just kind of like not leave my mom on an island, kind of take care of the whole deal. Um, so that's why I, essentially I entered the portal and wanted to come home. But uh, it actually came down to UVS and UFC in the end. And I remember taking both my visits and I just like, 
like I, I tell people all the time, anybody who will listen, like there's no other coach in the in the country at the U Sports level that I would rather play for than Scott Flory and more Mazika. Like those guys are like stand up dudes, some of the smartest football minds I've ever been around. And it was pretty evident on my uh, official visit that, that those guys were they were going to be in my corner and they were going to put us in the best position to, to win games. Um, and I kind of saw the group around them, like the the group I was coming in with. Uh, there was like uh, Mason Nias and and Noah Zers and like the Connor Burgos and Nathan Cherries and Riley Pickett's. Like you kind of saw like this team was going to be pr- something pretty special in 2021, even in 2022 as well. And this past year, I thought uh, we had a great core group of guys. Um, so I like kind of all those factors just kind of amalgamated like it was just like it would it would have been honestly impossible for me to not choose U of S. Like the like just like the the guys and the coaches and the environment that Saskatoon brings to, to Saskatchewan football. It's it really is second to none. So and, 31... okay. Oh hold on, Connor, because he mentioned the twins. Are, are, right. are Riley, Were you the ones that you Pickett, call the twins? <laughs> it's Riley Pickett, Nathan nice. Sharon. Are they actually like that similar off the field and in the locker room? Because we always call them the twins because when they put on shoulder pads and helmets. It's the same person wearing a different number. Oh yeah, and they're making plays. Doesn't matter which one it is. <laughs> oh yeah, either always. one of them was in the backfield. No, those guys are nasty football players. But um, they're actually pretty different off the field. I, I gotta say, like, damn, Pickett's nope. more of like a Pickett's more like the outspoken kind of like, like uh, he he's more of like a like a like a verbal kind of leader. Like mm. he's very like outgoing, outspoken kind of guy. And Cherry's just your like he's your typical Saskatchewan like nose to the grindstone like lead by example, doesn't say anything, but just like works his tail off, that kind of thing. So like they are, they are like, they have their differences, but I see them every day. Cause I go out work at, uh, I work out um, and do my rehab at our strength coaches gym. It's called like night athletics. Um, and that's where all of our, like the Saskatoon pro guys, like the guys who are on pro teams, obviously work out. So I see those two every day. It, it's kind of funny to watch them like bicker back and forth. Sometimes they're like an old couple just like doing like the run and stuff like that. It's hilarious, honestly. Oh, that's sweet. Um, okay, so my other question with you kind of going through these team lifts still and the coaches' culture that they've set in, how how close has this team become and this unit become? Because I, I see you guys and I watch all your games and all the stuff on social, and it's like it looks as tight-knit as you're kind of describing it. Kind of talk about what makes that group work. It's it's just a group of like-minded individuals, to be quite honest with you. Like uh, Coach Flory does a hell of a job recruiting the right guys for this team and recruiting the right characters. Uh, it's not all about, obviously, physical talent has to be there naturally to play U-sports football, to be on a U-sports roster. Um, but he does a great job in recruiting guys who are all like-minded, uh, all want to win championships, all want to win football games, all want to work for what they for what they get and not just be given things. Um, and I think we all kind of bond over that, and that's like kind of the initial bonding point. And then you kind of get to know each other and you start like rattling jokes off each other and stuff like that. And it really is the locker room is is something I've never seen before. It is it like one of the like the closest bar none locker room that I've ever been a part of um, in my life. Uh, I've been a part of a few, um, but this team it, it's it's different. The culture to Saskatchewan it, it's different, and these guys like everyone everyone lives with someone on the team. Like you you can never like like a lot of the boys go to the like the Husky like women's like uh, basketball games stuff like that like. Yeah all the boys are like sitting behind the visitors bench and just giving it to the opposing coach <laughs> and stuff like that. Like the, like you can always find like some of the boys doing something on like a Friday on a Friday or Saturday or something like that. You just, you go over to someone's house and watch a football game. Like it, it really is a special group and it, it's, it's one of the most, it's the one, one of the tightest knit locker rooms that I've ever been a part of. 
yeah, when you look at it, when you talk about this, you know, Saskatchewan Huskies culture, obviously you got something special going on within the unit itself in Saskatoon, but looking at the pro level recently, it's also turned out a hell of a lot of pro players, Dayton Black going really high, sixth overall last mm -hmm. year, Daniel Perry going to the Red Blacks, mm -hmm. uh, Charlie Ringland going to the BC Lions, and that's, you know, just three guys off of what was a pretty deep draft class for you guys in one year last year okay. and you know we mentioned a couple other couple other huskies going to the league as well but when you see that when you see the amount of of huskies going to the pros what does that do for you as a current husky how does that motivate you as a current husky i mean it's it's always like it's always awesome to see guys succeed in kind of a the culture and locker room that you've been in for like the past few years it's always fun to see like guys that you've grown cl so close with like I should get Charlie down here. I actually live with the guy. Uh, he's upstairs right now. I can get him down here right now. But um, yeah, it's always, it's cool to see guys like that kind of like succeed and get to the next level. Like you kind of like, I think what makes our culture so special is like you almost want it for the next guy more than you want it for yourself. And to see guys like that succeed and get to the next level and, and succeed to the next level as well. Like watching Debo start however, like three, four games this year and and hold his own out there as a rookie in the CFL. It's just, it's cool to watch like all the guy, all the boys get over to somebody's house and watch a tie cats game when that, when he's starting and, and when he's playing a lot. So it is fun. It's awesome to see guys succeed in the same locker room that you've been in just because like, it kind of like does solidify the fact that like, yeah, this is real. Like, man, like this could happen for like anybody next year. Like we've got like four guys coming in this year as well. Like John, John Curtis, Dur Ramsey Dervis and uh, Georgia Doko. Like, having such deep kind of like Husky draft classes every year is just kind of nice to like, it's kind of nice to have the boys around you as well in the draft process. It's just like, it's, it's, it's part of the reason being part of such like a successful football culture is so much fun. Uh, as we kind of talk about the football culture and kind of preparing for the draft, we'll kind of move to more kind of questions about your play. Uh, lots of time, like we talked about playing down south of the border, mm -hmm. you come back up to Saskatchewan, Fields larger, games got more motion in it. How did your experiences down south kind of benefit you as a player? Um, I think seeing the speed a little bit down south was, was really helpful for me. Like uh, playing a guy, against guys like uh, John and Taylor and 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 your Brees Halls and stuff like that. Like seeing those guys come out of the backfield and having to tackle those guys, um, it, it did nothing but help me. Obviously, seeing those physical specimens running at you 100 miles an hour <laughs> is a little bit. It's a little bit scary at first, for sure. <laughs> But uh, you, you like settle in, you get used to it, obviously. So I, obviously seeing the speed, I, I think kind of the intensity down there um, helped a lot. And as well, like it helped my football knowledge so much. I was blessed enough to have uh, three of the best coordinators I've ever seen in my life. I had uh, Jim Levitt um, at Oregon, as well as Andy Avalos, who's the head coach at Boise State now. And then I had uh, a guy named Tommy Langford. He was my head linebacker coach at IMG. And these guys just like, I went in there green, like basically just like a high school, a Canadian high school football player. And they taught me the ropes and defensive structure and, and kind of turned me into a bit of like, and kind of like introduced me to like the nuances of running a defense and everything you need to know as a Mike linebacker. And um, yeah, I've just been, I've been super blessed with the, with the coaches that I've gotten down there as well as just like the experiences um, playing such high level talent. I think are the two things that I really took away from my American experience that helped me a lot. Do you prefer the larger field or American field? Well, I'm a Canadian guy, so I gotta tell you, that <laughs> you gotta. <laughs> I listen. I've listened to the song "Stronger Beer" once or twice in my life. So I, gotta, I gotta ride with the Canadian field. I really do. 
Yeah, Good old Tim Hicks. All right. Uh, <laughs> and then I guess my other kind of question coming back up um, from that, like, do you feel you adjusted well to the style of playing Canadian football when you came back? Like, was it, did it take you a while or was it kind of like hit the ground running right away? Hold uh, on. It, I don't mean to cut anybody off, but wait, like, do you think he adjusted well? What do you mean? He had 124. Well, yeah, I know he adjusted well. 62 total tackles, <laughs> five sacks, PBU, but was it, forced fumbles. Was it like adjust well? I'm sorry to cut you off, Nick, training but like, camp or was yeah, it like I think day two of training well. camp? That's what I'm – is it how quick was the adjustment? Two weeks or two days? Like, come on, Connor. <laughs> it, it took a game for sure. It took my, our preseason game we played Manitoba was my mm-hmm. first preseason game here. And I remember they threw a screen to the field, like it was like a, it was a, it was a, like a Z screen to the field. And I swear, I felt like I was running a marathon, getting out there to like pursue this ball. I was like, man, like when is this gonna end? So it kind of took that game uh, to kind of get used to the big, like the larger field, the waggle, uh, obviously from the slots and stuff like that, like just like little stuff like that. Um, but I feel like when we went into Calgary that week, one kind of got ran off the field that game a little bit. But uh, if I felt like that was kind of like my like my adjustment period that I kind of got. And I felt like after that game, I was, I was pretty solid. All right. Now it's the real question. Is that a map of middle earth behind you? It's actually a map of Skyrim. The best video game ever created. No, like you get like, you get, the, you get the crafting glitch going on. You get the Daedric armor right off the bat. Oh. Like, oh man, I'll tell you what I could, I could go on for Skyrim for days, man. I love that game. I think I that's like tell. a whole whole separate podcast episode that we got to do. We could. I couldn't tell. Could I texted Connor. I'm like, is that Middle Earth or what? Because I see like the coloring and you know the oh, mountains, yeah. the way they're kind of designed. Like, yeah. We'll, we'll have so to you ask. Got, you got Bar- Falkreath down here. You got Markarth up here. You got the all the like all the best cities in Skyrim, really. All, all right. right man, so you're just like you're 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 winning us over even more here. We already like loved you as a football player, but now you're talking <laughs> Skyrim with us. It's good. It's good. I it's could good, talk so. Skyrim for days, boy. And I got a I have an Assassin's Creed black flag flag up here, actually. Okay. Oh be. my goodness. That's Great more my game. speed than Connor's. Unbelievable I think. games. <laughs> Unbelievable games. I have not gotten the new one yet, but I've heard good things. Two I have either. Ever created. The last one I played was uh Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That's the last one I played, but uh nothing but good things to say about that franchise i grew up playing yeah oh yeah all right uh okay so outside of skyrim and assassin's creed what is nick weeb like off the field outside of the gym ah that's a tough question i feel like i try to be like i try to be like a kind of happy low lucky go lucky kind of cat you know like always try to keep a smile on my face get to like morale going in the locker room around the boys uh i i was just trying to kind of try to keep it positive uh kind of try to see the positive light and like kind of tough situations you might get put in. Uh, like with the knee, I, I kind of put it in perspective. I was like, Hey, I get to go home for four weeks now. And I get to like, kind of just like hang out for a little bit. Um, I think finding the silver linings in a lot of like the tough areas. Uh, I just like to kind of keep it positive. Honestly, that's like the main goal. That's like kind of my main thing. Nice. Okay. Uh, Connor's a tattoo guy. Mm. You have quite the collection. Yes. Um, yeah, hundred percent. You have a favorite? When did you start getting t- like? There's a lot of questions. I'm sure Connor can go on and on with you about okay. this now. Okay, I've got. Uh, so I started. Uh, would have been my red shirt freshman year at Oregon when I first got. I uh, my got my first tattoo. Um, I got a bear on my arm. Uh, bears my favorite animal for forever. Um, obviously growing up. You're gonna tell me you got a duck. 
We're good now. <laughs> no, I don't have a dock actually, but I do have a Canadian flag. I had to okay, get okay. I had to get a Canadian flag. Um, yeah. but I got the bear growing up in Alberta. You kind of see like your fair share of bears going out in like the mountains, like Banff kind of area. They just kind of yeah. walk around out there. Nobody really questions anything about it. Um, and then I got a uh, I got a Celtic cross on my arm. My family's like pretty Irish. Uh, just like my mom's family's uh, lineage is pretty Irish. So I got that. Um, and then I got, I just got pretty much like worked on my sleeve uh, up and down, like kind of that year. Uh, I finished it off right before I left Oregon. And then I didn't get any tattoos until this past summer. I went back down to Oregon to the artist who did my, my arm and I got my full leg sleeve done uh, in four days. Actually, I spent like 48 hours on a table in four days. Oh my gosh. It was, oh. it was an experience. I'll tell you what, he was like working on the pit of my knee and I was almost crying. Like I asked for a yeah. towel. I asked for a towel <laughs> for him to bring me to bite it. So I just like, didn't like, so I didn't start crying basically on the jump table. out of the chair. Yeah. Oh, horrendous. But yeah, I got it all done. I got a little dog. I got a Huskies logo on my quads. Cause like, I kind of had to give the nod yeah, to yeah. done so much for me. So I was like, ah, I might as well like get him on my knee here. Um, yeah. And I got, I, I essentially just like laid there for 48 hours. Let the guy just shade Post over my needles. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Big That's time. Sweet. And I got uh, I got two more. I got three more over the break. Actually, I got one coming down here, one here, and then one on my back. So I got a few. I, I've I've been just adding a couple. Yeah, just got a, just by a mile. <laughs> oh yeah, by by a landslide. Um, I do I do have like one more football question for you here, okay. and I I have to preface it a little bit because uh, you know oftentimes Wade knows it. I know it. I'm sure you know it. Growing up playing the game too. Ball players were taught humility. We're taught to be humble. We're taught never to really like talk about ourselves, brag about ourselves, those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. This is where I want you to go completely really? like, in on yourself from this season. Looking back on this season, was there a play that you made? Because I know like, I've watched your tape. There's there's tons of plays I can point out. But was there a play that you made where you came back to the sideline and you're just kind of like looking around going, damn, like I'm actually kind of good at this game um uh it's actually a super my favorite play of the season is actually a super like inconspicuous play okay kind of, like one of those plays you just like never look back on and be like oh my god like that was dope like kind of thing like um we were playing Regina it was week two it was at Griffiths it was our homecoming we packed the homecoming like fifteen thousand people this mm-hmm. year it was huge but, um it was like end of the half basically they had just got the ball back we punted to them with like maybe 15 seconds on the clock so essentially they're just trying to run out the half and they ran this gap scheme to the boundary, uh, basically like a, a, a prong double pull play. And we were like, we were in cover four. So like, I was pretty much like playing alone in the box. Like it was our D lineman in the knee. It was like, it was me and the D lineman. And like it basically, and they inserted, through, they inserted both pullers through the B gap. And I remember I was like me against two pullers and then the running back behind him. And I somehow slipped the inside guy and like kind of curved around and like got like a wrap and roll tackle for like a four yard gain, and I remember that was like I stood up from that one. I was like, oh, that was kind of nice. I can't even lie, like, that was kind of dope. Uh, but that would probably be the big one. It's just kind of like a super inconspicuous play that you just like never look back on. And there was another one too. I, they put me in at short yardage fullback this year. That was super sick. It was our last week we were playing Regina, and I remember we were be- we were up like thirty at the time, and my and Florida just wanted to put it on tape like this play. Uh, it was a half roll. 
It was a half roll. I come out of the backfield, basically just a flat route. And I remember I was pretty much strapped like the, like the field half, like pretty much strapped me, but like our quarterback, God bless him, just like put it up, like basically just like prayed that I would come down with the thing. And I ended up coming down with it. I broke a couple of tackles and got a first down. It was one of the, like, you know how like defense guys like to get the ball in their hands. And, like, yeah. Rest <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. That was, that was my moment to be like the defensive guy in the offense where everyone was like, Oh my God, Nick made a play. Like, no, okay. like, <laughs> yeah, avoiding getting crushed by 600 pounds probably a probably an understandable highlight. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, anytime, anytime you can slip a double team as a linebacker, that has to go in your highlight. Really, Are you kidding me? Oh, oh, it felt so good. I can't even lie. I was <laughs> I was pretty fired up about it. Uh, so, what what would be your biggest impact on a CFL roster if you were to make one and be drafted and? Like and be cleared of good bill of health for camp. Like, what is your biggest impact that you would bring to a franchise? What are, um, yeah, like, what are CFL teams getting in Nick Weed? What does Nick Weed bring to the pros? Uh, well, you know, I've always, I've always, like, from day one playing linebacker, proud of myself on stopping the run. Obviously, it's like kind of the base of basis of a first down linebacker play. Um, so I think uh, CFL team gets a, a guy who will stick his nose in there and play physical. Um, I, I worked hard in high school. I took all the mass gainers so I could get to 240. Thank thank God we got there. Um, so I, I I pride myself on playing pretty physical in the box uh, against the run, um, sticking my nose in there, getting my head under guys' chin straps, basically. Um, and then I, I I feel like I've, I've blossomed, uh, thankfully, thanks to Joel, uh, thanks to my family as an athlete um, in the past couple of years, especially just from a maturity standpoint. I was a bit of a late bloomer. Uh, I didn't really like develop athletically um, to my like full potential, I guess, until probably I got to Sask. Um, so I think in the past game, I, I think I'm, I, I, I'm pretty proficient in man coverage. I can play match coverage. I can play zone. I've played it all. Um, so I think a CFL team, uh, I think they're getting a three down, like a, a two down back or three if needed, obviously, um, that can get sideline to sideline pretty quick and, and stick his nose in the run game as well. Unreal. And I know that you, you mentioned the three down, you kind of went, well, yeah, yeah. Three down. I can do all because you have a ton yeah. of special teams experience as well. And mm-hmm. um, just kind of talk about your attitude and how it translates to special teams play where you might not have played as many reps of special teams over the last couple of years, but um, you still have that experience. You still have that ability and certainly the mindset. And yeah, for sure. I actually, I am, uh, I'm, I actually pride myself on my special teams prowess a little bit. In high school, I first got to uh, IMG, and I actually – the guy in front of me was Dylan Moses. At the, I don't know if you know that name, yep. but – Yep, <laughs> Alabama linebacker. Yeah. Alabama <laughs> linebacker, pretty solid football player. Uh, he was the guy in front of me, so I was actually pretty much a, a pure teamer guy, like teams guy my, I guess, junior year of high school. I didn't really get to start until my senior year uh, just because Dylan was a freak show and had a beard and dreads when he was 17 years old, so <laughs> – I was kind of in tough there. Um, but uh, and then I got to Oregon. Uh, my retro freshman year, I was actually the Oregon Ducks uh, special teams player of the year. Yeah. So I'm, I, I've I've had my share of special teams reps for sure. Um, and I love it. I really do. I, I enjoy special teams. I think it's awesome playing. I think out like outside of linebacker, obviously uh, playing guard on punt might be my favorite position in football. I, 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 I love it. I can't I couldn't speak highly enough of it. Um, but yeah, I I love special teams. I've had a lot of history in special teams, and they and thankfully Coach Flory put me on the punt team this year, and I got to like I got to show my stuff a little bit um, more recently than obviously University of Oregon. Yeah, 
Um, so yeah, like it's, it's been awesome. I, I love, I, I really do love playing special teams. I think it's an awesome part of the game. I think they should never take out kickoff. I love that. I, I love kickoff. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, uh, like I, I just, I, I love running down. I love blocking. It just, it shows a, the versatility of a football player and I'm, I'm just like, so for it. I, I don't think in four years, Connor, we've had someone say, I love playing guard on punt team. I don't think that has ever been said, but I am so here for it. Oh yeah. I, I was going to say that's a first. Said yeah. that. I'm like, yes, yeah. someone gets yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, so no, it's, <laughs> I, I kind of want to ask you about your time at Oregon uh, mm-hmm. and like those special teams, because there's a wide variety of programs, a wide variety of coaching schemes and systems and special teams can look very different depending on where you mm-hmm. play in the country. Um, how did you guys kind of adjust to those week by week and kind of, how did you, um, how did you like matching up against that many different systems? Obviously it prepares you for knowing anything to come. It was kind of cool. Just like, uh, obviously on the punt team, like you kind of like, you, like we had our, our base, we were, we were a shield mm-hmm. team in Oregon. Um, but I played our, 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 my high school team, IMG, we were a pro punt team. So like it, the punt team can look in a lot of different ways. Uh, I played. I've played in all the every punt system you could probably think of. Um, but all, from a punt return standpoint, it was always fun to see, like, kind of like sit down on like the Sunday after the Saturday game and like have our special teams coordinator go up there and kind of break down when we were playing against a punt team. And like you kind of get your matchup, you get a good idea of who the guy is. And like you're playing the pro punt, you're playing a spread punt. Like you kind of like adjust your technique based on what kind of punt you're playing. Um, and it really is interesting to kind of like just like sit down and see how multiple a team can be in their special teams, uh, bunch kickoffs, like everyone has their own like kickoff return kind of like alignment. Um, I think it's awesome. I like I, I I think it's I think part of what makes football so great is kind of the the chess match that goes on like behind the scenes uh, with the coaching staffs, obviously with like alignment, assignment, technique, all that stuff. Um, and I think special teams is a great showcase for that just because so many teams do so many different things on special teams. And it's, it's fun to watch, honestly. Final Oregon one, favorite uni combo. I got to wear these, uh, they're called the Ohana uniforms. Uh, I guess would have been my red shirt sophomore year. Uh, we played UCLA um, at in Austin. It was the COVID year, so nobody was there, obviously. But there are these, like, basically a nod to the Mariota lineage uh, of Oregon. So, like, they kind of had, like, the Hawaiian feel on them. Like, all black unis, like, a little bit of, like, lime green accenting. And then lime green numbers. Uh, that would have been way up there. Um, I never got to wear the throwback ones. Those would be my favorite Oregon uniform combos, though. Like, the throwback, like, back to, like, the pick days kind of thing. Like, they wore yeah. them past year in the Fiesta Bowl and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, those unis, I think, are my favorite Oregon uniforms of all time. That's sweet. I, I know uh, one of my friends works with Liberty, and uh, when they lined up in the Fiesta Bowl, he's like, this has to be an all-time uniform matchup. Like, their their uniforms are retro logo. Like, it's got to be an all-timer. Yeah. Oh, so we were pretty excited funny. to see that. The Fiesta Bowl is a great venue, too. As a Cardinals fan, getting to play in your own stadium, it was one of the coolest things I've ever done in my entire life. That's pretty sweet. Uh, all right. I think we are pretty much good here uh we have enjoyed thoroughly i guess like awesome. we always we say we always rank our guys like we get a fair understanding of where people go in our draft 100 and then mm-hmm. we'll do an interview and we're like that guy was just freaking amazing we're moving yeah. him up <laughs> he's going up he's we good. so personally invested not in that you were like, not that you were low before but like no. <laughs> 
Appreciate it, boys. I'm I'm glad my Skyrim talk had bumped me up a couple. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, at least at least two spots. We'll see. At we'll least got to be right. Yeah. But no, it's like, like, Assassin's know, Creed. He's got to be good at yeah. football, right? <laughs> yeah, two two but more spots at least. We uh we talk to so many people and like it's clear you're not just drafting the the product you get on the field, right? You're drafting the person and how is that person going to fit into a locker room? And if you can come on here and and talk with two strangers for thirty plus minutes and hit it off and have fun and, and laugh like that mm. to me is a good sign of good characteristics and good people and we are all for supporting those kind of uh players especially when we already like the call co- co- holy <laughs> crap i can't speak like the quality on the field i appreciate yeah, I it. you guys it's been a blast man like it really has like i've enjoyed talking ball talking video games talking everything it's been awesome guys i appreciate you guys having me on yeah, no, I was just gonna say, yeah, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time out of your day for to to speak to to us two here, and uh, you know, best of luck with the process. But we're uh, we're really rooting for you. Appreciate it, boys. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's been awesome. I, I really appreciate you guys. No worries, man. Appreciate it. Never keep track of mine. What's on the menu for today?